Yo, what up? It's your boy, Cool Shep. This podcast is brought to you by my boy, Joey T. And Tyrese Maxi. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts. Hailing from the streets of South Philly. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, we go up you on how we just chill. What is going on, Sixers fans? Welcome back into another edition of Trust the Podcast. I am your host, Joe Tooman, as always. Uh, it's been about four... Three, four hours since the Sixers-Nets Game 3 concluded. My brain is still broken. Um, my my head is still spiraling in many directions after this. You know, one of the most Sixers games I've ever seen. The, one of the most Sixers on-brand playoff games we've seen in a while. It really checked off all, all, the, all the check marks. Game 1, I did a pod about that a few days ago. Talked about how great the Sixers looked. Talked about how this looked like an easy sweep if we were if everybody was going to play like this. Everybody was doing their job properly. Game two was just an offensive disaster, a rock fight. Uh, and then tonight, my God, this was the worst officiated NBA game I've ever seen live, as far as I can remember. Anyways, I, I off the top of my head, off of thinking about it over the past few hours, it has to be. It has to be. I cannot believe the absolute malpractice that went on in this game via via Tony Brothers and his officiating crew. Just just an absolute ref ball takeover that I've I've truly, you know, people will joke about it. People talk about Scott Foster and his his uh, rivalry of sorts with Chris Paul, and that's that's all very true. Um, but for one singular game, especially in a game that you wouldn't have thought something crazy like that would happen, you wouldn't have thought that. You wouldn't have thought going in that just the calamities that occurred would have happened. Um, this was an absolute surprise in the worst way possible. But yet the Sixers still won 102 to 97 in a game that just was everything went wrong. Uh, just two or three minutes in the game, Embiid probably should have been tossed. Uh, he go he he's going up against Claxton down low, gets fouled, falls over. Um, or actually, I don't even think he got fouled, but. Falls on the floor. Claxton decides to step over him for some reason, and Embiid kicks at Claxton. Uh, some would say he kicked Claxton leg, but I would say it was more of a low blow. Uh, just watching live, uh, Embiid got a flagrant one for that. I think the Sixers got very lucky. Embiid didn't get tossed for that, um, especially with the Draymond incident from the, the Kings. Um, Kings Warriors game still fresh on referees' minds, fresh on the league's mind. You would have thought they would have cracked down more on that, which I guess they kind of did later. We'll get to the James Harden play in a, in a sec here, but I really think Embiid, honestly, he probably should have been tossed for that. So Sixers got lucky, but then Embiid, he falls on the floor, hurts his back, back tightness. So it's like Embiid. After all I've talked about on the pod for weeks is how Embiid looks so good right now. He's playing so well that this is it seems like he's going to have a healthy, effective playoffs. And, of course, that doesn't happen. Instead, he gets hurt in this game, goes to the locker room for a bit, then he comes back out. Then he proceeds to fall on the floor and look injured and, look, and limp around the court the whole game. For about three more times he fell on the floor. He was limping, uh, moving around pretty slowly for a while, for pretty much the entire game. Definitely one of his worst games of the season. He was 5 of 13 from the field, only shot five free throws, made four of them. Did have a double-double, but only 14 points, five turnovers, five fouls. Although, as I mentioned, the fouling in this game, the ref ball was absurd. So maybe not all of those fouls were on him, were his fault. But just not a good Embiid game. Um, Not a good game in general. I mean, this, this team just didn't... 
we didn't really play well for most of the game. The Nets were up on us for about an hour, I would say, in the middle of the game. I might be misremembering certain parts of it because this game was honestly kind of a blur, but the Nets were definitely, you know, had a solid enough lead for a good while. Felt like we were coming back. Mikhail Bridges started this game once again. I thought he was incredible, but the Sixers' second-half defense kind of caught up to him. He finished the game shooting 9 of 26. I would wager he was probably shooting like 8 for 13, 8 for 15 early on in the game that first half. Before the second half, he kind of uh, had a lot harder of a time. When the second half began, you know, Embiid, once again, still looking dinged up. And then James Harden, (laughs) the worst ejection I've ever seen in my life. James Harden's getting guarded by Royce O'Neal, and, you know, yes, James Harden swipes at Royce O'Neal, hits him in the stomach, probably should have been a technical, probably you can call a flagrant one, whatever. Tony Brothers and whoever the other refs are, eject James Harden for a play that we see all the time. I feel like I've seen that type of flagrant foul many, many times. It's kind of just Harden's trying to create space for himself. He swipes, and, you know, he hits Royce in the stomach. I'm not saying that that should happen. Uh, you know, give give the Nets technical free throws. But the throw Harden out of the game was absurd. And by the way, Harden, uh, once again, I would say he played a better game for sure than he played in game two. I mean, that's that's a given. He was atrocious in game two. But 21 points, he was a minus 15. Didn't see much from him on defense. Only got to the line three times. Now, granted, that's more than the first two games as Harden didn't shoot any free throws in the first two games. But uh, only three free throws in 29 minutes for Harden tonight. I wasn't really thrilled with his minutes. So, Harden gets ejected, and then we go to the fourth. Claxton, if you remember from earlier, he he's playing with one technical because he got a technical flagrant one during the Embiid situation at the beginning of the game. So, he, I believe, I think he just, like, scored a layup or a dunk or something, and then he kind of flexes in, I believe it was Tobias's face. Um, <laughs> but he really didn't do much. He kind of just, you know, made... Uh, flexed his muscles or something in Tobias's face, and Tony Brothers gives Nick Claxton a flagrant, and he gets thrown out of the game, and in Nick Claxton's best game of the series so far, so the Nets lose their interior presence, um, so I won't say that only the Sixers were victimized by the refs, but I will say, especially in the second half, the Nets didn't have one foul call on them during the entire second half until there was only six minutes left in the game, so definitely for a while, the refs were just continuously rewarding the Nets, but not the Sixers. So that was concerning. Uh, this game was just, it was an absolute clunker. But then in the fourth quarter, things turned around. Tyrese Maxey, who had a great night all night around, uh, all night long, he was keeping the Sixers' offense in it, but he absolutely was exploding in those last five minutes. He was hitting threes. He was going to the rim with a ferocity, a speed that only Tyrese Maxey can I think Tyrese Maxey has proven himself over these past two years to very much be a playoff player. I think, you know, talk of the town is that he's going to want that max contract extension coming up. I think he's earned it. You can't complain about um, Tobias's max contract in the past. Things of that nature to be like, oh, we, we can't be handing these contracts out. For a guy like Tyrese, who's only, what, 21, 22 years old, for him to have gotten this good, to have improved this much so quickly in his career, it proves his dedication. It proves how good he is. It proves how much he cares. And he deserves that contract coming up this offseason. But in the present, 
What an electric performance to really will this Sixers team to the win, uh, setting us up for the, what happened at the end of the game. He was laughing at the Nets at one point. Spencer Dinwiddie, I know his stats look good offensively, but I didn't think he played a very good game, especially defensively. He couldn't stop Maxie to save his life, especially in that fourth quarter. Maxie was laughing at him, or at least laughing at the fun he was having on the court, shooting the basketball. But I would like to interpret it as he was laughing at, at the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie couldn't stop him. So he was electric, and then... He just had the hustle plays from the two culture builders on this team, P.J. Tucker and DeAnthony Mellon. Playoff P.J. is legit. I said it on the last pod uh, reacting to Game 1. While P.J. wasn't you know, super efficient, he was only one of three shooting, that's not why he's here. He had eight offensive rebounds, including five offensive rebounds, four assists, which P.J. Tucker doesn't normally get even four assists. So to see him playmaking like that, diving for loose balls, I thought he was incredible tonight. I thought he really kept this team focused when... The going got tough when Embiid's dealing with injuries, when we're getting fouls called on us nonstop, when Harden gets ejected. The fact that P.J. just stuck to it, kept grinding, thought he was amazing once again. And I don't retract any of my criticism that came at times during the regular season. My, my problem is not necessarily with the fact that he only averaged three points a game in the regular season, although I think it's funny. It's more that, I don't know, he was supposed to be this corner specialist. Uh, he was supposed to be this effective rebounder. And there was times during the regular season where I don't think he necessarily brought that effort. But at the same time, at his advanced age, to see that he was just... It seems like he's just conserving it for a, a huge playoff run because in these first three games, he's been he's been awesome. And then De'Anthony Melton, 30 minutes off the bench tonight, obviously he had to play more with Harden getting injected, but was crisp, crisp from three-point range, had two offensive rebounds. He was a plus 24, plus minus, the only player on the team in double-digit plus minus by a landslide. Uh, three steals, 13 points. Just, this is everything you want to see from DeAnthony Mellon. It, yes, yes, he's not going to do this every game, but this is the peak of his powers. Just like PJ, just bringing that effort. You know he cares. It's an incredible trade. I can't believe the Grizzlies traded him for what what they gave up. I understand maybe they didn't want to pay him, but just to give up a guy like that and not get much for a return, I think is crazy. Just an, a defensive hound who also can contribute offensively. The Sixers, the Sixers have needed someone like that for years, and to see what he's done this season has been awesome, and now it's showing up in the playoffs. And he got the game winner because... the, the I forgot to mention, but the, the, the way the game ended was so bizarre with, you know, P.J. Tucker call, getting called for a phantom foul, contesting the rim. I think it was against Dinwiddie. It might have been Royce O'Neal, but I believe it was Dinwiddie. Went up for a shot. They said P.J. whacked him. He certainly did not. You watch the replay. P.J. did not touch Dinwiddie. They give Dinwiddie free throws, but then he misses one. But then P.J. gets an offensive rebound. He's fouled. Then he shoots a free throw. He shoots the free throws. He misses one. So the game's still, like, in play. But then Embiid, after playing a terrible game, looking injured, looking hobbled, he jumps in the air, makes the game-saving block. Incredible performance. And then Melton gets the steal uh, a possession later, takes it home for a dunk to seal it. 102-97, the final for the Sixers in this game. Not much more you can say. I will say, one thing about this game I was really mad about, but I won't linger on it too much. George Niang played half the fourth quarter. I thought P.J. Tucker should have had almost all those minutes. As I said, thought P.J. Tucker played a terrific game. He only played 29 minutes. I think he should have been closer to that 34-35 range, but we won the game, so I won't linger too much on that topic, even though uh, I wasn't too happy with that. So, I don't know, just a befuddling game. 
Hopefully game four is a little more commanding for this Sixers team. Hopefully Embiid looks healthy. I'm a little concerned uh, for Embiid, obviously, every year. Seems to be every year something, some sort of weird injury ha- seems to happen to him. I will say this was less of a freak injury, like getting hit in the face in the past. Like He actually kind of got hurt, so hopefully he's all right. Uh, hopefully just a couple days of rest will we'll do him service. But hopefully Friday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, Sixers come out on 1 p.m., little matinee victory, and they move on to likely the Boston Celtics in the second round. So, yeah, this is a wild win. Um, definitely not a game I want to come back to very often in the future to, to relive the memories. Um, but at the same time, definitely a game that will I feel like I'll remember for a while just because of how bizarre and, and terrible the product was for most of it before Maxi came in and saved the day. Uh, so Tony Brothers, uh, put him on the anti-culture rankings. Just a terrible performance from a guy who he's he, and he's a consistent ref. I mean, he refs a lot of these playoff games. You hear his name a lot, so I don't know. You would expect more from a guy who's been doing it for a while. So, but nonetheless, Sixers get the win. Tyrese Maxey, pay the man. That's what I gotta say. Go Sixers! Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow Trust the Podcast on Spotify and Apple if you aren't already. Uh, And other than that, have a great rest of your night. I look forward to hopefully seeing the Sixers complete this sweep on Saturday.